Oh, I messed up the intro. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Vaquero Viernes, which is Cowboy uh, Fridays. And you'll see why shortly here, ladies and gentlemen, especially if you're new to the channel. What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to Inform with Anthony. This is Inform Daily. Wait a minute. <clears throat> What's going on with this light over here? Why is it glowing? Okay, whatever. It has a candle effect, apparently. Yo no sepa. Good morning y buenos días, damas y caballeros, ladies and gentlemen. Today is Friday, July 28th, year of the Lord, 2023. We've got a lot going on today. A lot going on today for the evening today on, my, on a personal side. And then we've got a lot going on tomorrow as well. Don't forget that tomorrow, uh, for my local Los Angelinos, it is going to be protest day for us. Uh, we got to go out there and get our prayer on. It's going to be 100 degree weather. Uh, all the excuses for us not to mobilize as a church tomorrow are there praying we don't make the excuses. 5 p.m. DuPont Clinic. Uh, that's going to be happening tomorrow. All the information we've already sent out. We've sent out emails. We've sent out all the good things. All right. Okay, so she knows what's up. I don't know if you guys knew this. We are doing Vaquero Viernes, but somebody has to donate. I didn't want to give it away, but the the shtick is going to be the hat doesn't come on until the first donation of the day. <laughs> so, Queso, I think she caught on to it. I think she's like, wait a minute. Why isn't he wearing the hat? Obviously, it's off to the side. And now that someone has, and it doesn't have to be much. You can, I just can honestly like, I think the minimum you can donate on YouTube is like a, a dollar. I think that's the least that you can donate. If not a dollar, it doesn't matter. I'm, I'm not here. You know, I'm not here for that. This should, it'll just be a, like a shtick, like a thing for Fridays. All right. Should I do it now? Or should I do it before the stories? Let's do it before the stories. Let's do announcements first. Somebody's already donated. Thank you so much. Queso. Uh, for the uh, $20. Um, and thank you guys so much, man. Like we, we got more people tuning in. We got more views. We've got more subscribers. I'd like to believe that you guys are sharing the stream. Uh, like hitting that like button, subscribing, of course. Uh, and thank you so much, Queso, for the $20. I really appreciate it. <clears throat> and I appreciate all your guys' continued support. Um, I just got off a really good phone call today, too, with a uh, uh, someone that's kind of been like interning for us as a producer. He's been praying about this opportunity for this new show that we're going to be launching Wednesdays, 6 p.m. Pacific time. And just today, he has told me that he is on board. Uh, so we're going to be, uh, again, all the money. It's not for me. Um, it's definitely not. Yes. For those of you that have picked up, this is a new blazer. I found it at a Goodwill. I think it was like 20 bucks. Uh, made in Egypt, believe it or not. I think it's. Is it Banana Republic? Oh, no, it's Jones, New York. Whoever that is, doesn't matter. Believe it or not, it was the first time I've ever gone into a Goodwill. I've never gone inside a Goodwill. Never. And I'm going to lay down the foundation for you guys. I never knew what a Goodwill was. Growing up, it was explained to me like that is where, you know, like you get like cheaper clothes, you know, it's, it's, it's for people that don't want to go out and, and buy, I guess, market value prices, I guess. I, I don't know. But for whatever reason in my mind, for whatever reason, and this is to no, like, you know, to no judgment to anybody, or I'm not trying to judge here, nothing like that. 
I honestly thought because I lived in Los Angeles and I would see, you know, whenever, and I did, I made the correlation by myself again, not trying to ask anybody. I've always gone to Ross, TJ Maxx. Uh, I always go to those places. I, it's very rare that you'll find me inside of like a Macy's, which to us is like high end. Like, oh, you bought it at Macy's? Like, ooh, that's bougie, you know, um, for the Hispanic community out here. Like if you actually paid the actual value on something because you just wanted it done right or whatever the case might be, it's like, ooh, that's bougie. You bought it at JCPenney? Like, oh, he's got JCPenney pants. Wow. You know, wow, wow, wow. Um and then, uh, anyways, so I've, I, and I don't care. Like people, are like, oh, dude, like, te- like you buy yourself at you. I don't care. You know what I'm saying? Like, who the heck are you? Um, so I had never gone into a Goodwill. The reason being is because I genuinely thought Goodwill was specifically for extremely low income people, and I always would feel guilty if I went in there and I took stuff because I'm like, well, I mean, I'd rather just go to TJ Maxx. And it's funny because I said this to my sister-in-law and she's like, wow, bro, that's sounding pretty classist. Like you're too high end for us. I'm like, no, it's just growing up. I, because it's Los Angeles, I'd see a lot of homeless around Goodwills. And so I always, I honestly thought at one point in my teenage years that Goodwill was specifically for homeless people. I thought they had waters. I thought they had like stuff. It was like for people that were either losing their home that couldn't afford anything. And so I never went into a Goodwill. Later on in life, I noticed that there's Goodwills even in nice areas. And then I started watching like Kareem Tatum, Officer Tatum's wife. Uh, she goes to like Goodwill. And then like I started seeing like trad wives. They go to like, oh, I bought this at a thrift store. And so and then, of course, my wife's always gone to Goodwill. She's always like, no, that's not what it is. Like I go to Goodwill all the time. So she would go. And then she's like, you want to go with us? I'm like, no, not really. So anyways, um, that was my first time ever inside of a Goodwill. And I realized that it's very much like a Ross or a TJ Maxx. Um, maybe not as uh, decorative, at least the location that that I was in. But, dude, I got two blazers. I got this blazer and I got another blazer that I'll show to you guys next week. I'll show it, I'll show it to you guys. It was like 20 bucks each. And then I bought like a uh, REI shirt, usually REI shirts. Um, I rarely shop at REI. Um, you go in there, dude, and you're looking at $7,000 bikes. <laughs> my friend, my friend, I'm just a poor Mexican from Los Angeles. I don't <laughs> imagine going into an REI, looking at a $7,000 bike and be like, hmm, yes, Winston, this one should be suffice. Put it in the truck, you know, put it in the Mercedes, you know. Yes, this one, Winston. And you know what? It's Carolina's birthday next week. Let's get her one. You know, like, let's just take two. You know what? Just in case one of them breaks down, it would be very inconvenient for us to, you know, have to bring it into the shop and not have a bike. Let's just get a third one. You know, and it's like, bro, that's 21 grand on some freaking bikes, my guy. You know what I mean? What are these freaking bikes doing? You know what I mean? Unless these things are cooking for me, I'm not buying a $7,000 bike, my guy. You know, that's just me, though. That's just me. So $20 at Goodwill, bro, what a freaking steal. I am going back. I told my wife, I'm like, bro, I didn't know they were this cheap. And there's nothing wrong with it, you know. Um, thrift all you want, ladies and gentlemen. Um, 
It says, just pro tip, after you buy clothes from secondhand stores, leave it out in the sun for a 24-hour period. Mold is a real thing in clothing, even if you washed it. Uh, that's exactly what she did. So I just wanted to put it on immediately. And my wife's like, are you freaking nuts? And I'm like, I, I assume that Goodwill would wash the clothes before they put it out for sale. Like, I don't assume that you just drop off clothes and then they put them on a hanger and put them right there. I assume they wash it. Uh, but thanks for the bro trip, uh, pro tip, James. I really appreciate it. Uh, Lindsay says, I literally only shop at thrift stores, but mostly Goodwill. Interesting. I never knew this, man. There were so many great things there, too. There was like a 50-inch TV with the controller on it for like $40. I was like, what the heck? I actually almost bought a TV just to like have it maybe. Where would I have it in here? I don't know. I've already got two screens. I don't know where I would put a third screen. Just to like have it like with the news in the background, maybe. You know what? I might do that. I might go back for like a. I don't think it's there anymore. And then my wife was telling me that if you're like a veteran, you get like there's like veteran Mondays or something like that, and you get fifteen percent off. I was like, bro, this is already a steal. On top of that, veterans, if you go in on Monday, you get fifteen percent off. What the heck? What the hell? Like, cause we were there and then like at the cash register, there was like a little sign that says show student ID and you get 15% off. And I was like, bro, this is already kind of a steal on top of that. They give you like 15% off. What the heck? Great stuff, man. And now everyone's making fun of me. Um, <clears throat> uh, Aquamom, she is new here. Thank you so much, Aquamom, for joining us. I really appreciate it. It says on the topic of your title, which is why I clicked, you should look into the governor's husband and what he does. Uh, for a living, wait, I lost a comment. This doesn't surprise me at all. Aquamom, please connect with me. Uh, whenever I post any of these things, if you guys have more information, please send it my way, ladies and gentlemen. I definitely want to talk about it. All right, going to the news. We're, we're talking about thrift stores. This isn't Thrift Store Friday, ladies and gentlemen. All right, we do have, oh, got to take this off. Um, uh, we have breaking Speaker McCarthy confirms that uh, start to Joe Biden impeachment process over criminal corruption. So things are ramping up there. Some breaking news. Robert F. Kennedy says that uh, uh, Biden's uh, secret uh, DOJ has essentially uh, de uh, denied a request uh, for Secret Service protection on IRFK Jr. Uh, we'll talk about that. Political reports. Trump is being charged with new crimes in classified documents case, including obstruction for allegedly and now there's another person that's going to be involved in the criminal case for allegedly instructing or they're being talks about donald trump ordering that servers be destroyed and that camera surveillance be destroyed mm. these are the very things that they try to get clinton on and they chanted lock her up destroying the servers right ladies and gentlemen if remembering serves as well well now it looks like democrats are coming after president trump for obstruction and destroying servers now if i were a betting man i'd say they're going to follow through with that can you imagine the palpable irony in arresting and incarcerating donald j trump for destroying servers interesting should have locked them up when you had the chance my boy now they're coming after you uh, singer Tori Kelly being treated for multiple blood, blood, blood clots after collapsing. The two-time Grammy singer was rushed to the hospital on Sunday night. But guess what, ladies and gentlemen? In case you all were wondering 
What is the reason for these blood clots in young people? Have no fear. I have the answer for you. Climate change. That's right. I've got some articles. Scientists are ringing the alarms, sounding the whistles, saying, hey, you know this extreme heat? You know this climate change we've been warning you about, and you guys don't want to give us trillions of dollars so that we can block out the sun? Well, guess what? Extreme heat, all the cause for all these young athletes and singers, blood clotting. Nothing to see here, ladies and gentlemen. And, of course, with the title that I have, says here, uh, LGBTQ-centric middle school to open in Phoenix, the nation's first. And we dive into their mission statement. We find out who they are and what exactly is going on. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Cowboy Hat is coming on. Hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. If you wish to donate, go ahead. Also, the way it works around here, if you don't want me to miss your comments or your questions, ladies and gentlemen, even if you just donate a dollar, it sets it aside so I can read your question. Um, so, uh, you know, if you want to do that, uh, I don't know. Okay. So, Benny Johnson here. Uh, okay. Let's jump into that first article, ladies and gentlemen. All right. All right. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on now, ladies and gentlemen. No, not not the accent. It's too I feel like it's too much. Like I feel like it it's um we we can do the cowboy hat. I feel oh what the heck is this? Oh, I thought it was like a little mosquito or something. I was like, bro, what the F? What the freak? All right. <laughs> oh my gosh. You guys are crazy, man. Let me tell you. Oh, but wait, I gotta put this on first because then I can't hear the video. All right, I gotta invest in in headphones see this is just this just looks ludicrous this is just gonna look too funny how do i fix this how do i fix this so it doesn't look goofy like this you know what give me one second i'm gonna have to bring the airpods i have to you know because then this is just gonna look ridiculous one second ladies and gentlemen uno segundo por favor All right, I'm back. Bear with me. Bear with me. I, I got to figure this out. Okay. So if I disconnect that. Okay. Oh, wait. I got to disconnect this. Disconnect this. Okay. Wait. I can figure this out. We, we can make it work. Just give me one second. Audio. Okay. Wait. So this goes in here. Earpiece. I'm officially Secret Service. AirPods connected. Speaker. Okay, no. AirPods. Test. I think I got it. I think I got it. All right. Oh, gosh. I'm stepping on my... Okay. Okay, now I think I got it. See, the problem is, now I feel like I'm out of... How am I out of frame? This is dumb. Okay. 
this guys to go like this right like this okay well the hat's not in frame now so i'm gonna have to work on that for next time we might have to like bring it up a little bit so we can get the entire thing in there it's okay we'll make it work i do look like a texas ranger which is why i went with the suit right so it's like official you know i also hit the gym this morning by the way knowing this was going to happen today okay we should be good to go earpieces in yes mr president Oh, wait, now I'm even more like, dude, I got the earpiece too. I should just start showing up with to places. Okay, this is what I need. I need two friends, James and Nicole from here on out. Okay, so you guys are local, if I remember correctly, Los Angeles. Um, James and Nicole from here on out. Jessica, if you're in here, yes, you are. She just said yeehaw. Okay, um, this is what I'm going to need from you guys. Whenever we go to like a high profile event, like we will be this evening. I don't know if James, you're going to be there. I don't know if Nicole, you're going to be there. I don't know if Jessica, you're going to be there. This is what I need from you guys. We need cowboy hats, suits, even you, the women, we need blazers. And then we need earpieces. And then I'll rent the SUV from here on out. We only roll up in places with a black SUV. And then James, you're going to get out and you're going to open the door for all of us. And then you'll let me out. But you have to tap into your earpiece. Bro, imagine we just start showing up everywhere like that. How gangster would that be? Just like in the middle of Los Angeles, you know, falling over to heat strokes because it's 105 degrees and we're all goofballs, you know? All right, let's get into this first one. Breaking Speaker McCarthy confirms start to Joe Biden impeachment process over criminal corruption. It's about a three-minute soundbite. We'll leave it. Like Okay, let, let me first correct you. Were you there when I said that? Wait, I can't hear it though. Hmm. Change the security, 100%. Okay, but why can't I hear it? Porque, why can't I hear it on my end? Oh, I think I know why. One more thing. Okay, but let me know if you guys can hear it. Okay, then what did I say? Okay, so you're you're claiming that I said we're going to impeach the president. I floated the idea of impeachment. Okay, so you're wrong. So if you record, go okay, back and watch. we got it. I said impeachment okay. inquiry. Okay. So essentially what Kevin McCarthy is talking about here is that the whole nation is basically running with the soundbite. You know what we could work too? If we do it like this, let me see. No. Looks okay. Let me see. <laughs> okay, we'll, put, we'll bring it back. We'll work on the camera angle. That way we can get the whole hat in there next time. But okay. So essentially what happened is there's a lot of people talking about how they're they're going to impeach Speaker, Speaker McCarthy. But what he is talking about is that's not exactly what I said. What I have said, and he's going to break it down, is all the criminal involvement, all the lies, the barisma, what happened with Hunter Biden, the business dealings, the lying about the business dealings, right? I showed you guys that video. Um, he, they're just looking into the impeachment process. So let's hold our horses here, ladies and gentlemen, and see what that looks like. I hope you guys can hear it. Okay, let, let me first correct you. Were you there when I said that? 
Okay, then what did I say? Okay, so you're, you're claiming that I said we're going to impeach the president. I floated the idea of impeachment. Okay, so you're wrong. So if you record, go back and watch. I said impeachment inquiry. The guy in the back. There is a big difference. And let me explain it because maybe not everybody understands it. What impeachment inquiry does when you vote on the floor, it gives you the apex of power of Congress. Okay? And just walk through what? We have two whistleblowers from the IRS claiming the Biden family were treated differently. Mm. That David Weiss let the statute of limitations run out. The basic rule of thumb in any case, when you're getting the statute of limitations coming up within six months, you get an extension based upon the individuals. They said the Bidens were willing to do that. They should do that now. We have an individual that we now found went to the FBI a number of years ago, claiming that they bribed the president and said you couldn't find the money because all the shell companies, it's the 1023. We found that when then Attorney General Barr found it, that he sent it to the Pennsylvania um, justice, and they said there's more to it. When does an attorney out-investigate the FBI? We then found that the president, Biden, while running for office, made a couple claims. He first looked the public in the eye and said, I've never spoken to my son about any business deal. He said, my family has not taken one dime from China. In part of this investigation, we found that when the vice president became vice president, his family created 20 shell companies, kind of like what the 1023 said would happen. We found that 16 of the 17 payments from Romania came to the president while he was vice president. We now found that money did come from China, mm. different what he said. We've now found the president has changed what he said, but we have a real question about David Weiss and the attorney general and the other six people in the meeting. It's contradictive based upon what the IRS agents said and asked questions and took notes from the meetings and emailed everybody about those notes. Now, if you're any member of Congress, this is not saying impeachment. This is not anything but we need to investigate. And what happens, like you Green. watched the situation yesterday where the federal government says there's still an investigation of the Bidens. Well, the only way you'll be able to get information that way is to have the strength to be able to get the documents you need. I was concerned when asked a question that I haven't seen an administration act this way at the same time as Nixon did by withholding information. If we do not, if they do not provide the information we need, then we would go to an impeachment inquiry impeachment inquiry, which simply is an investigation and providing Congress the power to do that investigation. So I'm glad you asked the question that I could clarify that you misinterpreted and misstated. Oh, okay. First, I've always liked, I feel like, okay, can we do it like this? Is this okay? Or has it got to be lower? I feel like I can't see anything, you know, like we do this, you know what I'm saying? Like now, now people can't even see me, bro. Okay, this is like a happy medium. I think you guys will be happy with this happy medium. So <clears throat> essentially what he what he just did was he broke down the reason why. Why, first and foremost, are they even considering an impeachment inquiry? I've already told you guys a while back, I think impeachment is it, it's going to be worse for us 
Because if you successfully impeach Joe Biden, which it will never happen, you need the Senate to impeach Joe Biden and then it needs to go through. And then then we get Kamala Harris. I'm glad that Speaker McCarthy is clarifying, hey, you know what? I threw the word impeachment out there, but this is why. And we're laying out the details. As I stated yesterday, as I said before, one of the things I can appreciate about Republicans is that they're very careful with their words. And yes, they might be a little spineless. In this instance, I just truly don't believe that spineless is the correct term. I know a lot of people want to see Joe Biden impeach, but do we really want to see this guy impeach? Let's just say for the sake of an argument, we controlled both the House and the Senate. You guys really want President Kamala Harris? And then if they impeach him, potentially mean Gavin Newsom 2024, which I still think that we're on track for that. Everything is pointing to that analysis, deductive reasoning, whatever, whatever you wish to call it. I don't think anybody wants to see President Kamala Harris. I certainly don't want to see President Kamala Harris. And I just think it's going to be a waste of time. And I think it's going to be a waste of taxpayer money, especially if the Senate is never going to be on board with this. I mean, just imagine the implications. Imagine what it would look like that almost a year before the November 2024 presidential election, Democrats are siding with Republicans to impeach the incumbent president who is also running for 2024. It wouldn't send a strong signal of unity. It would sow division among the ranks of all Democrats. It's just not going to happen. Should it happen according to all the evidence? And that's another important factor, right? Is it doesn't matter if it doesn't pass. The fact is it should be started. He should be impeached because clearly or allegedly, according to all the evidence, the whistleblowers, the Democrats that are coming out, the testimonies, firsthand testimony saying I was in the room. When President Biden was on the speakerphone, don't tell me it didn't happen. I was there. And these people are swearing under oath, understanding what it means to come out and say, you know what? I've been friends with the Biden family. I was in the inner circles. I know how they operate. I know what it means. I've seen them threaten people. I know how the establishment works because I was part of that apparatus. Could you imagine what it takes to come forward and say, I was in that inner circle. They must know all the implications. They must know that the minute they try to make contact with members of Congress via text or email, that's possibly being monitored by the DOJ or NSA and possibly being flagged because of specific keywords. I have information, break, 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 leading to break, break, break. Hillary Clinton's wrongdoings or Biden's wrongdoings. I guarantee you those keywords get flagged over to the NSA. Those are not those there, there's, I believe. And again, I don't have the evidence for this. It's just the way my mind operates, ladies and gentlemen. And I think all of us are, are smarter than this and understand this could be real or, or, or this is probably essentially what, how it operates. There are keywords that you can type into a sentence that will flag the NSA or, or DOJ, these, these intelligence agencies, as to what's going on. If you Google, you know, how to make a bomb, what what ingredients do I need to make a how, 
you're going to be put on a list, my brother and sister in Christ. That's just the way it operates. And we've seen those reports, man arrested because he was put on a list, building a household bomb, whatever the case might be, right? So you have to be careful with what you type into Google, DuckDuckGo, Freespoke, whatever search engine you use. Uh, I don't know what what um what search engine are we on onto now? Are we still? I know we're not doing Google. DuckDuckGo was a good alternative for a while. Uh, now no, people are saying don't use DuckDuckGo. Um, so what search engine are we on? We on to now, ladies and gentlemen, just to make sure we're on the right track. Yeah, Jane Jane Doe, like the name. Uh, says impeachment is a waste of money. Nicole uh, says I'll deal with Sleepy Joe until 2024. Yeah, I mean if we've survived this long, you know what I'm saying, ladies and gentlemen. We'll we'll wait and see. You know, brave. What is brave? Let me see here. Brave search engine. Brave search. Well, who owns Brave? Who owns Brave Search Engine? California-based? And you're telling me this is the way to go, huh? Mm. Brave is a free and open source web browser developed by Brave Software Inc. based on the Chromium web browser. So Google owns this? What's going on here? There's some kind of PSYOP. Brave is a free open source web browser developed by Brave Software Inc. Based on the Chromium web browser, Brave is a focused browser which automatically blocks some, advertise some advertisements, not all, and website trackers and some website trackers in its default settings. It's, it's headquartered out of San Francisco, California. CEO Brendan H. Or Ike. Brendan Ike is an American computer programmer and technology executive. He created the JavaScript program language and co-founded the Mozilla Project, the Mozilla Foundation, and Mozilla Corporation. Hmm. Have you guys done your due diligence on this? It's only because it's seen the best of the worst. Uh, the best of the worst options. Got it. Okay. So we got sluggish here. You contradict yourself. You always say that Republicans are spineless. I don't always say that. I bring it up from time to time, depending on the context. And don't fight back, but yet you don't support an impeachment. We need any sort of victory we can get at all times. Well, here's here's the reality, though, uh, sluggish in, in California. I've listed out multiple times why it is futile to impeach Joe Biden. And, and as I stated today, should he be impeached if these crimes are true? Absolutely, he should. But the reality is, and I, and I just explained that, it's, it's not that I don't want him to be impeached. He should be impeached if the allegations are true. Absolutely. So end of argument there, right? Should he be impeached? Yes. I'm not saying the other. What I am saying is, he will not be impeached because of the way the process works. And the way the process works is the House has to impeach him, and then the Senate has to impeach him. Who controls the Senate? Democrats do. 
So let me ask you, sluggish, why waste time if you and I both know that Democrats are not going to impeach President Joe Biden? That's my only question. That's it. If they want to impeach him in the House, sure, make that visible. Let's see where the parties align. What Republicans are not voting for the impeachment? What Republicans are voting for it? I'm, I'm assuming all Democrats will vote to not impeach President Joe Biden. That's it. That's it. That's the argument. It's not a contradiction at all. I don't understand your line of reasoning. All right. On to another breaking news here. Robert F. Kennedy, we're talking about the Biden administration, says, since the assassination of my father in 1968, candidates for president are provided Secret Service protection. That's something I was today years old. I didn't know that if you are a candidate for president, that you are provided Secret Service. He says, but not me. Typical turnaround time for pro forma protection requests from presidential candidates is 14 days. After 88 days of no response and after several follow-ups by our campaign, the Biden administration just denied our request. Secretary Mayorkas, quote, I have determined that Secret Service protection for Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is not warranted at this time. Our campaign's request included a 67-page report from the world's leading protection firm detailing unique and well-established security and safety risks aside from commonplace death threats. I'm going to be very honest with you guys. I can't think of another candidate outside of Donald Trump, um, maybe Mike Pence, because he's a former president, but I believe he already gets Secret Service detail. Nikki Haley, she's a former ambassador, maybe. I can't think of any other candidate right now that needs more protection than Robert F. Kennedy. This guy's going up against Big Pharma, which I'll be very honest with you all. I haven't followed Robert Kennedy almost ever. I've obviously known of him. I've known just from bits and pieces that he's known as this anti-pharma guy. When I posted his anti-pharma stance, there was a lot of, I don't know what you would call it, like the, the vaccine community that came at me like, oh, don't let him fool you. He is not anti-pharma. He is not anti-vaccine. He just questioned some of the things. Everything I've listened from RFK, and again, it's not swaying my vote, so you don't have to worry about that. I can't think of anyone else that is more anti-pharma at this point than Robert F. Kennedy Jr. So I don't understand why people are coming to me saying, don't be fooled, this guy's not anti-pharma. If you listen to his Joe Rogan podcast, it's not that he's telling you what not to do or what to take or what not to take. He opens up the questions, which to me is far more important than taking a side of yes or no. Should you do it or should you not do it? To me, it is futile, personally, especially when it comes to big pharma topics, when a candidate says, yes, you should or no, you shouldn't. I can appreciate Robert F. Kennedy's position where he presents the information forward, done by decades of resource, using his network connections, using medical studies, not possibly or, or probably privy to you and me because he has access to these levels of information via his activism, via his name reputation. So I don't know why people tell me, oh, he's not this guy. I can't think of anyone else that's talking the way he is. 
he has mentioned studies that I've never heard about before. He's got me thinking in ways that no other candidate has against big pharma. No one else is saying these things. But I don't know. I understand that usually when, you know, candidates talk about a specific subject, that there are people that dedicate their entire lives or that are part of communities, let's say, for example, of medical freedom. And to them, it's their way or no way. If you're kind of halfway with them, they'll call you out. And again, for better or for worse, I'm not sure. You know, I don't know. But I think credit where it's due. I think Robert F. Kennedy is raising questions and he's fighting back against Big Pharma the way, at least in my opinion, nobody else is. And I think just based on that fact alone, not even the fact that he's a Kennedy and the history of assassinations that come with his family. I mean, come on. Why wouldn't you give this guy secret service protection? That's the dumbest thing. Now, again, I, I was today years old that I, I didn't know that if you were a presidential candidate that you get secret service protection. But at least here, it seems to imply that you have to submit a request for secret service protection. Because imagine, you know, I could declare that I'm running for president. But if I'm a nobody, if if I've got zero donors, if I've got, you know what I'm saying? They're probably not going to give me secret service. Like, Anthony, let's be real. You're not a threat to anybody. You know, you're this YouTuber guy. You, you do social media stuff. You're this independent journalist. You're not a threat, you know. And I could see Secretary Mayorkas laughing it off and saying, yeah, man. You're not getting second secret service, uh, you know, detail. But for someone of Robert F. Kennedy's caliber, why wouldn't he get it? Literally, his family history includes assassinations of both his father and his uncle, who's president of the United States, mind you. I cannot think of anyone outside of Trump, DeSantis, and the people I've listed that need more security detail than this guy. Protect this man, you know? It's crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Uh, Jessica says he has opened up the doors uh, to question big pharma and done research on vaccine and injury. There are a few doing what he's doing and file lawsuits. Example, he has a lawsuit against Cardasso. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, what's up, Megan? Megan says, dang, I made it to Vaquero Viernes. Uh, howdy, y'all. Um, what? Okay. But uh, for whatever reason, it's been denied. And uh, I, I don't know, you know, hopefully everything goes well with the man. I, I don't wish any ill on any candidate. Obviously, you guys saw that I reported earlier this week that, you know, even Governor DeSantis got into a car crash. There was a lot of people taking to social media saying that this is what you get. This is karma, blah, blah, blah. I'm saying, come on, man. You know, come on, man. Don't be wishing ill on people, man. It doesn't matter who it is, you know, just. Pray for them. That's all we can do. Pray for these people. Pray that Christ changes their heart and and, and, the, and the way they think and, and their outlook in life, right? That's what we can do. That's what we should do, in my opinion. Now, if we want things to happen to people in Minecraft, I don't, I don't know. You know, that's different. <laughs> all right. On to this next article. Political Trump charged with new crimes in classified documents case. You know, I went to the gym this morning and... You know, the, the, uh, I'm sure you guys have seen that in some gyms, especially the treadmills have TVs on them now. 
And it, I guess it's the only way to get Americans out of their lazy butts and and doing some cardio finally is for them to drive over, knowing that there's a TV attached to their treadmill. I don't know. That that's always been very funny to me. I I almost in all scenarios turn off the TV unless there's like really breaking news that I'm interested in kind of listening to. But anyway, uh, this morning on both Fox, CNN, they sometimes have like MSNBC on there too. All the headlines were talking about these new Trump charges. And I was like, okay, I think I'm going to have to talk about on today's show. And it's such a major plot twist. I, I just, man, beautifully done by Democrats. I, I, I can't think of a better plot twist than this. It says, in a revised indictment, prosecutors accused Trump of seeking to erase security camera footage at Mar-a-Lago. And even big. there was talks that the big guy, meaning Donald Trump, I think that's the word that they use, wanted servers deleted. Hmm. Special counsel Jack Smith has brought three new felony charges against former President Donald Trump. Man, this special counsel Jack Smith, huh, ladies and gentlemen? This guy's got it out for this guy. Including explosive claims that he asked an employee of his Mar-a-Lago club to delete security camera footage sought by investigators probing his handling of classified information. In a 60-page superseding indictment unveiled Thursday, prosecutors also accused Trump of possessing a highly classified war plan that he shared with people lacking security clearances months after his presidency ended. And prosecutors added a third defendant, Carlos de Oliveira, a worker at Mar-a-Lago who is accused of joining Trump and aide Walt Nada to seek the destruction of the security footage. Things are getting spicy, man. Now, they've, now they're implicating this guy, Carlos de Oliveira. The additional charges are another stunning chapter in prosecutor's case against a former president who has repeatedly professed that he, quote, quickly shared all security camera footage from his estate with the government. Trump now faces two new obstruction of justice charges related to the alleged attempt to erase the security camera video. In addition, the new indictment adds a felony count under the Espionage Act stemming from his alleged possession of the war plan. He now faces 32 counts of willfully retaining. Man, we were one shy from 33, huh, ladies and gentlemen? They got to add that one so it can be exactly 33. If you know, you know. He now faces 32 counts of willfully retaining national defense information under the Espionage Act and eight counts related to alleged efforts to obstruct the investigation. Before I finish reading this comment section, comment section, what, how are we feeling right now? Are these, are these allegations bogus? How are we feeling right now? Do we actually believe any of this or do we feel like they're just coming after them? I don't know. You let me know. The new indictment alleges that on June 27, 2022, the Libera met with a Trump Organization employee in an audio closet at Mar-a-Lago and asked that person, unnamed in the indictment, to delete the security camera video sought by prosecutors in a grand jury subpoena days earlier. So De Oliveira met with a Trump Organization employee. It almost sounds like that context matters. They're trying to make it seem like it was Donald Trump that made the ask, but now we are hearing that it's De Oliveira met with a Trump Organization employee in an audio closet at Mar-a-Lago and asked that person, unnamed in the indictment, to delete the security camera video sought by prosecutors in a grand jury subpoena days earlier. Hmm. De Oliveira told the employee, the boss, 
wanted the server deleted. That's what they're calling him. It's not the big guy. It's the boss. 10% for the big guy was President Joe Biden. The boss, I guess, means Donald Trump. It says the new indictment alleges the employee, quote, responded that he would not know how to do that, that he did not believe he would have the rights to do that. The indictment adds, prosecutors claim that when the employee said a supervisor would need to be involved, Delivera repeated that, quote, the boss wanted the server deleted, and Delivera then asked, what are we going to do? The indictment indicates that Delivera, uh, Delivera uh, spoke by phone and texted with Nauta, a longtime Trump aide who is also a defendant in the case, shortly after the exchange with the unnamed employee. Delivera and Nauta met in person just off the Mar-a-Lago grounds, and Trump called Delivera later that day, the indictment alleges. There is no indication of what was said in the phone calls. Delivera, 56 of Palm Beach Gardens, Florida, is scheduled to be arraigned on Monday in Miami federal court, according to a court docket. Trump and Nada will also need to be rearranged on the new indictment. Wow, this is nuts, but it's unclear what will take place. Smith's team first obtained criminal charges against Trump and Nada in Florida last month. They accused Trump of hoarding boxes containing classified documents at his Mar-a-Lago residence after he left the White House and attempting to thwart the government's efforts to retrieve them. And they accused Nada of helping Trump obstruct the investigation. Now, one thing I will say is that they said the boss. I'm assuming there's a big chain of command happening over at Mar-a-Lago. The boss could literally mean their immediate supervisor. And as loved as trump is and we know he loves people that are loyal to him this could have been anybody but i guess they are trying to implicate that the boss it's isn't that so weird isn't that so weird ladies and gentlemen that that when the department of justice was investigating hunter biden and when they were looking at these text message exchanges and when they were looking at all the evidence whenever Hunter Biden would say, don't forget that we need 10% for the big guy. It was never implicated. I don't even remember it being implicated on national news the way it was, it's being implicated here. That the big guy was a clear reference to President Joe Biden. Hmm. But here, when somebody was told like, hey, the boss wants you to delete some of this footage or they want you to go into the security camera and delete this or whatever, right? It seems like immediately the implication is that the boss is clearly Donald Trump. Isn't that weird how that works? Do you understand why I just don't trust this? Do you understand why people are saying, you know, hey, this is very dangerous what Trump is doing. He's coming after these ABC federal organizations. There are really good patriots and people over at the FBI, the DOJ, the NSA, CIA, whatever the case might be. And he's demonizing them. And it's dangerous to demonize these organizations because not all of them are bad. But then you have reports like this. And maybe people are not drawing the, the dots the way I am. But I reported on Hunter Biden. I've been reporting on his plea agreements, on his scandals, on the laptop story. Been reporting how mainstream media has been covering this even. And I never once remember hearing from federal investigations, articles implicating that the big guy, 10% for the big guy, ever meant President Joe Biden. Hmm.
But we now have new charges of obstruction because based off this testimony alone that the boss wanted some security camera, camera footage deleted, clearly it must mean that the boss means Donald Trump. Why is that? Why is it for Joe Biden and Hunter Biden, the DOJ and the federal government didn't make that assumption? But based off of this alone, the assumption is that the boss must mean Donald Trump. Obviously, you're picking up on the tone of my asking, and I think we all know the answer to that, ladies and gentlemen. I think we do, huh? It says, in a separate investigation, Smith's team appears to be on the verge of indicting Trump in Washington, D.C. for his efforts to subvert the results of the 2020 election. Trump also faces criminal charges in Manhattan for falsifying business records in connection with the hush money scheme. The new indictment in the Florida adds new details about Trump's alleged handling of the classified war plan believed to be a plan of attack on Iran. It alleges that on July 21st, 2021, Trump shared the plan at his club in Bedminster, New Jersey, with two people working on a book being written by his former chief of staff, Mark Meadows. In the original indictment, prosecutors had revealed they had a recording of that conversation, but they hadn't yet charged Trump with possessing the document. The new indictment charges that Trump also had that classified war plan at his Mar-a-Lago state in Palm Beach, Florida. It does not specify how the document reached either location. Trump has publicly denied showing the actual document to the researchers, instead claiming he had shown them news clippings. Quote, I didn't have a document per se, Trump said in a Fox News appearance last month. There was nothing to declassify. These were newspaper stories, magazine stories, and articles. Each of the new obstruction of justice uh, charges carries a maximum penalty of 20 years in prison. The charge of willfully retaining national defense secrets is punishable by up to 10 years in prison. Due to the operation of federal sentencing guidelines and the sheer volume of charges Trump already faced, the new charges may not significantly affect Trump's bottom line sentence if he is convicted and given prison time. But they are likely to bolster. Isn't that crazy what I just read, man? Here we are. July 28, 2023, and the media is reporting Trump's bottom line sentence if he is convicted and given prison time. Man, historic times, huh, ladies and gentlemen? But they are likely to bolster the narrative prosecutors can present to a jury and the public. In a statement Thursday night, the Trump campaign called the new charges, quote, desperate and flailing. And said Smith is, quote, casting about for any way to salvage the case against them. Whew. I think these are pretty serious charges, personally, obstruction. And I think that they wanted to add these things in. Um, you know, somebody somebody put this, you know, they're, they're laughing at us. Um, Nicole, you're absolutely right. The other side always accuses of what they themselves are guilty of. I mean, it's it's pretty nuts. And and I and I said this earlier in my telegram. It seems like they're going to be coming. They're adding up these charges, obstruction of justice, deleting of servers, whatever the case might be. Surveillance video. And I feel like it's almost like they're laughing at us like, hey, remember how when Donald Trump ran for president, they kept chanting locker up because Hillary Clinton destroyed servers with hammers. And acid. Well, guess what? We're adding these charges to Donald Trump, and we're actually going to put him in jail for it. 
we're actually going to lock them up. What a 180, ladies and gentlemen, huh? I mean, I don't obviously know if that's what's going to happen. Everything is so up in the air. Everything is so up in the air with what's going on. Uh, and only time will tell. But as you guys continue to say all this week, as we've continued to say for a couple months now, expect things to get worse. Uh, I mean, the new cycle, I, I think it's going to get worse. I think everything's going to ramp up leading to 2024. I think this election cycle is going to be like nothing we've ever seen in our lifetime. And if this is all, if this is already coming out, if this is what's happening a year and three months before election day, imagine and, and things need, need to come out now before potentially Biden stepping down. These things need to happen before the pri the first primary is held, you know, in, in Iowa which from what I understand might be January or February, if I'm not mistaken, these things need to start coming out now. Time is flying. It's already July 28th. I think the next time I'll be with you guys, let me see. Will it? Will it already be August? No. So July 31st is our last July segment together. And then it's August. And then we have our first presidential debate. Isn't that insane? Time flies, man, when you're having fun and you're wearing cowboy hats like I am right now. But, man, it's going to get nuts, man. It's get, it's It really is. And uh, I truly expect it to get worse. ABC News. Singer Tori Kelly being treated for multiple blood, clot, blood clots after collapsing. The two-time Grammy singer was rushed to the hospital Sunday night. This is obviously after reports of LeBron James's son also having cardiac arrest. And this is, of course, report after report after report of blood clots, heart issues, heart attacks in young, healthy athletes. I'm not drawing a conclusion, YouTube. Don't come after me. I'm not a medical doctor. Don't take advice from me. Go to your doctor. Disclaimer. Anything I'm about to talk about has nothing to do with my professionalism. I went to nursing school and I got out because I wanted to get into politics. Never graduated. Not a health expert. Okay, I think that's enough disclaimer. Tori Kelly, the singer known for songs like It Should Have Been Us and Nobody Love. Okay, you know what? Let me listen to these songs. Should we play these songs real quick? What are these songs? I, I A lot of the times when I listen to these people, it's like, who are these people? You know, dismiss. What? I just went to my Spotify and I got a notification. The price of premium is changing from $15.99 to $16.99 a month. What? Joe Biden's America, man. You know? Holy moly. Okay, what, what is it? Tori Kelly? T-O-R-I? Kelly? It should have been us? Okay, let's see. What is this? Okay, let's pause that. Let's give it like five seconds so I don't get demonetized. One Mississippi, two Mississippi, three Mississippi, four Mississippi, five. Okay, let's go to the chorus. Is this supposed to be pop? Why is she wearing a cowboy hat? She's not a real cowboy like me. I don't know who she is. 
Anyways, it says the two-time Grammy winner is being treated at Cedar Sinai in Los Angeles for multiple blood clots that were found near her vital organs after collapsing while out with friends, as Shore said. TMZ was the first to report the news, with sources telling the outlet Kelly was, quote, out for a while after collapsing and that she is in, in and out of consciousness in the hospital. Kelly first started sharing her music with the world as a child when she was a young girl. Really? How old is she? As a young child? When she was a young girl, she appeared on Star Search and America's Most Talented Kids. Really? I've never heard of her. In 2010, she auditioned for season nine. Oh, 2010. I was in the military and deployed at the time. That's why I wasn't sitting around watching American Idol. In 2010, she auditioned for season nine of American Idol and made it through Hollywood Week. But her time on the show was cut short after she didn't reach the top 24. Following American Idol, she began posting videos of herself performing acoustic versions of songs on YouTube. And by 2013, she was signed to Capitol Records. Uh, Kelly's EP Forward was released on October 2013. Okay, okay, okay. Kelly was nominated for Best New Artist at the Grammy Awards in 2016, but lost to Megan Trainer. Who the heck is Megan Trainer? Okay. Well, the story is, you know, praying for her doesn't matter what you and I think. I don't care if she's into pop, but she pretends to be a cowboy. Those things don't matter, ladies and gentlemen. She is a young woman um uh, hoping and praying that she's okay you know not wishing ill on anybody that's not what we do with the inform with anthony podcast ladies and gentlemen especially not on vaquero viernes which is german for uh, cowboy fridays however whenever i post these articles whenever i post these headlines the number one question i get is well why is this happening why is it that it seems like there is this steady consistency of young athletes of young people people in their prime uh, people that physically fit uh, soccer players athletes lebron james's son for example right why is it that this continues to happen the blood clots and stuff like that and for a while i didn't really know how to answer that and i'm gonna i'm gonna zoom in here for you guys i didn't know how to answer that question for you guys. I truly didn't know what was causing these clots, increasing clots and, and heart attacks and heart problems in young people. Don't have no idea, but I am happy to report to you guys today that I finally have the answer. I know you guys are very concerned. I was concerned. You know, what is causing this in young people? And I'm happy to report that it's climate change. That's right. This is a telegraph. What extreme heat really does to your body? So obviously, I've reported on the heat wave. I've told, I believe yesterday we were talking about Florida having hot tub water. Uh, upwards of 100 degrees Fahrenheit. No, thank you for that, right? But this is what the media is now reporting. Thank goodness that they're reporting this. Actually, let me... So they actually changed... Let me show you how sneaky these people are. This is the same article, by the way. Come on. Okay, wait. Yes, it does, Nicole. Yes, it does. Let me show you how sneaky these people are. This was the original article that they've now changed because I saw this article trending yesterday night. The Telegraph. Your blood thickens 
and then clots. What extreme heat can do to your body. Extreme heat under a heat wave. Interesting. So that says here, last week, scientists at the Barcelona Institute for Global Health revealed 61,000 people died in Europe due to illnesses caused or exacerbated by hot weather last year, including about 3,400 people in the, United, in the United Kingdom. The current heat wave has already sent the mercury rocketing in Spain, France, Italy, and Greece with highs of 45 degrees Celsius expected in southern Spain. So what does extreme heat do to your body? Quote, we have to keep a consistent internal body temperature of 37 degrees. I'm assuming this is all like, I think this is like a European thing. Because we deal in Fahrenheit. We've won wars for Fahrenheit. Right? We have to keep a consistent internal body temperature of 37 degrees. Otherwise, the enzymes in our cells and cell walls start changing shape. And that can cause irreversible damage, explains Professor Mark uh, Witelli venia surgeon and founder of the Whitley Clinic. The Whitwilly. It's the Whitwee the Clinic. <laughs> That's really what it's called. It says here, you know, the Whitwee, the Whitwilly, the Whitley. Okay, it says the Whitley. But I always think about like the little kids, like the way the little kids say like literally, you know, it's like Whitwilly. Uh, Monica Nunez, thank you so much, my friend. Uh, to help us fight climate change so we can stop these clots. Monica Nunez with the $10. Absolutely. Thank you so much. So the widowy quinic. Think of an egg white. Once you cook, it's, you see that the protein turn white. And it won't go queer again if it cools down from the widowy quinic. Okay. All right. It says, think of an egg white. Once you cook it, you see that the protein turns white. And it won't go clear again even if it cools down. Imagine comparing us to an egg white, our high-functioning bodies. But, hey, who am I? I don't have a medical degree or a science degree. Talking to you, gay Berlin enthusiasts that know the importance of being a scientist or a doctor. Quote, if you get too hot, the process in your cells don't work. That's what kills you. Everything else from dehydration to vein dilation are secondary issues with their own side effects. Once you get over about 42 degrees Celsius internally, you get a heat stroke. Your mental functions start shutting down and your cells stop working. Everything else you might notice about getting unwell in the heat is just the systems that are trying to keep you cool, falling one by one. Symptoms of heat stroke include a high body temperature above 40 degrees Celsius, alternate mental state, confusion, dizziness, hot and dry skin, rapid heartbeat, a loss of consciousness, and eventually death. While there's always some variance between individuals, the elderly young children and individuals with medical conditions can be far more susceptible. Infants and older individuals have a less efficient thermal regularity system, says Dr. Chun Tang, medical director at GP at Paul Medical. Quote, babies and older people may be more prone to dehydration due to reduced fluid intake. That's why we need to be drinking lots of raw milk. Ladies and gentlemen, I actually bought some today after the gym. Or an inability to communicate thirst. Babies have undeveloped sweat glands while they sometimes stop working as well in other, other people, which leads to a decreased ability to dissipate hate. Okay, where's the blood clot section? Ah, there we go. I was like, am I, am I reading the wrong article here? Am I doing this the right way? What's going on here? You sure about that? Are you sure about that? Okay, it says it can also damage the lining of the blood vessels, which can lead to varicose veins. If you're lounging by the pool under a parasol, 
trying not to move to keep cooler. That means the blood isn't flowing as quickly, he adds. That increases the chance of a blood clot. If you're on holiday and you're very dehydrated in a hot area, sitting around the pool, maybe drinking alcohol, which dehydrates you even more. That's why I keep telling you guys, don't drink alcohol. Alcohol, completely haram. And then on top of that, you have varicose veins. Your risk of getting a clot in the veins of your legs is reasonably high. If that clot gets to your lungs, then it can cause a pulmonary embolism, preventing blood from getting oxygen, which can cause a heart attack. For this reason, on top of ensuring you drink plenty of fluids in hot weather, Professor Witwewi advises that it is important to keep moving even slightly. In extreme heat, the air can come dry, hot, and polluted, says Dr. Tang. This can irritate the upper respiratory system and cause it to constrict and exacerbate existing respiratory conditions such as asthma. In extreme cases, this bronchoconstriction can cause people to experience a shortness of breath because the irritation of the upper respiratory system is stopping the body from being able to transport as much oxygen to lungs. Obviously, I don't think we need to get too technical here. What I am essentially just telling you guys is that, thankfully, we are able to determine what is causing blood clots. And you and I both know the links don't work. What is it? The links don't work? The links for what? For helping us fight. <laughs> Shout out to Monica Nunez for helping us fight climate change with that donation. Thank you so much. It says my net is so slow. What links are you guys trying to get to? Let me see. I just want to make sure I'm not. My links? Yeah, my links work. Provincial Inco's, but you guys already know that with headlines like this one, like this one, your blood thickens and then clots what extreme heat can do to your body. Now, what I will argue is I do believe these things are true. I do believe that these things can happen, right? Um, but I think that this is going to be just another way, um, another way to hick. Here it comes. Here it comes, ladies and gentlemen. Hicks, right? The Hicks people. The people of Hicks. The Hicks. They're going to be like, oh, here it comes. Just another way for the government to try to control us and take away and restrict our freedoms in order to say that they are only trying to protect us from blood clots in extreme heat. I think the body adapts. I think it is. Uh, and again, I'm not a medical expert. I think that there's a reason why our body is perfectly made. I think that our body can withhold. I think that there's people in the Middle East that would like to have a word um, with Americans that think it's too hot here. And they have survived the excruciating heat of the Middle East and the deserts out there in those hot summer days. Come on. Come on. Come on. But who knows, right? We'll see what happens with that. I, I predict, I, I'm, I'm kind of curious, who's going to be the first person to kind of use that soundbite? You know, like, oh, we need to fight climate change because blood clots are, are, are rising and they're going to try to make that correlation. Just stay hydrated, ladies and gentlemen. Drink your water. Stay indoors when you can. Go outside when you can. Soak up that early sun, that evening sun. Don't be out directly on the sun. If you're extremely pale, maybe don't go outside without any sunscreen. I don't know. Things of that nature. By sunscreen, I mean, of course, the healthy stuff, right? Beef tallow. All right. This is the main course here, ladies and gentlemen. LGBTQ-centric middle school to open in Phoenix. I'll be very honest. I wasn't expecting to read Phoenix was doing this. I thought this was going to be 
Los Angeles or San Francisco. Yet Arizona, and I'm, I'm going to say it like this, deep red Arizona. That should trigger some people. Yeah, Arizona is deep red, by the way. It is. Uh, but, of course, hey, they don't go knock on doors, so they lose. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. They didn't think it was going to be in Arizona. And you know what sucks even more, man? Just thinking about this. Think about this for a second. You know what's got to suck even more? Imagine for just a second. Imagine. Oh, this thing is falling over. Okay, I can't do that. Unless I do it like this. That should be better. Imagine being a parent. <laughs> in California. And you're like, we need to get the hell out of here. Let's go to deep red Arizona where we don't have to worry about this stuff. Oh, and then imagine fast forward. They're now living in Arizona, uprooted their entire family just to get out of the school system. Fast forward to today and enter this headline. LGBTQ-centric middle school to open in Phoenix. <sighs> mm. It followed them there. That's nuts. That's crazy, huh? Very crazy. Mm. Crazy, crazy, crazy stuff, ladies and gentlemen. But hey, I'm the crazy one. The nonprofit offers a wellness program that promotes child sex change surgeries. Oh, yay. It says an LGBT-centric middle school is set to open in the state of Arizona to offer students an alternative educated centered education centered around LGBTQ plus history and curriculum. This comes after the Arizona State Legislature passed Bill 2853, other one, otherwise known as, quote, school choice. Hmm. Where have we heard of that before? Very interesting. Kind of reminds me of like when the uh, the Church of Satan uh, uses the First Amendment of religious freedom uh, to essentially be able to claim that abortions are a satanic temple right. It is a ritual. It is a religious practice. Hmm. Using our own words against us, huh, ladies and gentlemen? Otherwise known as school choice last year, which grants parents a decision on where to send their child to school through taxpayer-funded scholarship grants or education vouchers. Through Arizona's education vouchers, middle schoolers will be able to enroll at the Queer Blended Learning Center in August, located in like four days from today, August. Located in downtown Phoenix at an LGBTQ youth profit called One in Ten, according to Arizona Central. The school's founder, Nate Roten, the school's founder, Nate Roten, I already checked. Don't worry. I already checked said that the alternative education was created in response to, quote, anti-LGBTQ legislation passed through the state legislature earlier this year, claiming that the school will save the lives of LGBTQ children. 
I, I checked on the founder, but I checked on the board of directors. If you know, you know. Quote, we're seeing nationally that LGBTQ youth are... If you know, you know. We're seeing nationally that LGBTQ youth are frankly under attack legislatively, Roten told the outlet. It's deadly to the youth that we serve. Roten said that due to, quote, this state of cultural war with the LGBTQ community at the epicenter, the Queer Blended Learning Center is absolutely necessary and, in fact, life-saving for the young people that we will reach. We just had this population of 6th, 7th, and 8th graders that could really benefit from a safe space to be able to really have exceptional education while also having education that pertains to their own identity, Roden explained. The Queer Blended Learning Center will offer its students daily LG, daily, holy smokes, daily LGBTQ history lessons with a curriculum highlighting, quote, different significant historical figures in the LGBTQ plus community, said Darla Bacuadano, the director of education for Spark Community Schools. Students will also be offered basic math science, and English through online courses, according to the outlet. Clayton Devonport, 1 in 10's Director of Development and Marketing, is ecstatic about the alternative schooling option, as said that it will prevent LGBTQ youth who, quote, tend to be shy from becoming targets. Being able to raise their hands and ask their questions in a safe, affirming environment is going to be key to their mental health and educational advancement, Davenport said. According to the organization's website, which I will pull up for you guys here shortly, One in Ten is a nonprofit organization dedicated to serving and assisting lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, and questioning LGBTQ youth ages 14 to 24. What a very peculiar age, 14. From weekly discussion groups to fun social networking events, we create a safe space, safe space mentally and physically for youth of all socioeconomic and cultural backgrounds. We also offer resources to promote healthy choices and living. One in 10 offers the youth multiple programs, which include health and wellness, identity-specific programs, housing and workforce navigation, and camp outdoors. While participating in the health and wellness program called Sex FYI, youth ages 14 to 17 will learn how to navigate relationships as a trans or non-binary person, STI 101, and Safer Sex 101, sexting, social media, internet safety, and intimacy without sex and sex readiness. Let me read that one more time. The curriculum will include how to navigate relationships as a trans or non-binary person, which would include safer sex 101, sexting, and social media. They will literally break down how to sext another person that you're interested in. Hmm. 14 years old, huh? Fourteen years old. Fourteen years old, huh? Hmm. Excuse me for just one moment. 
14 years old, huh? Fourteen years old, huh? Mm. Interesting. Okay. Well, it says on the third Wednesday of every month, the nonprofit offers a trans and gender non-conforming wellness program that touches on gender affirming health topics such as pronouns, support, hormones 101. Mm. Gender affirming surgeries 101, gender dysphoria, huh? Tips and tools, and how to bind safely and tuck their genitals safely, according to the website. Sponsors listed on the nonprofit's websites include American Airlines, ah, Wells Fargo, Toshiba. Discover, PetSmart, I guess we're going to stop buying from PetSmart, Cox, because of course Cox, Bank of America, ADP, Mercy Care, and more. Mm. Very interesting. 14-year-olds, huh? Hmm. Very interesting. Huh. Fourteen-year-olds. Hmm. Okay. That that might have to become like a new thing too. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? People wanted live and let live. Ladies and gentlemen, damas y caballeros, you got live and let live. We now live in a libertarian hellhole. Welcome. Uh, I missed a donation. <laughs> What's up, sis? This is my sister, Martha. What's up? Howdy, partner. <laughs> Glad you were able to join in. What's up, everyone? Hmm. Some good stuff here, huh? And then this is the... Uh... Oh, wait. There we go. And this is the website uh, for you guys. This is 1 in 10, Today's Youth, Tomorrow's Future. And then again, uh, about the vision and mission, our vision and vision, uh, one in 10 envisions a world where all LGBTQ youth and young adults are embraced for who they are, actively engaged in their communities and empowered to lead our mission. Our mission is to serve LGBTQ youth and young adults ages 11 to 24. Post millennial, you got to get it together, brothers. You missed this part. It's not 14 years old. It's 11 years old. 11 years old. No. I don't have it. I don't have it with me here. Let me see. Do I have it? I don't have what I wanted to show you guys. But it is what it is. Once años, bro. 11 years old, man. God help us. We enhance their lives by providing empowering social and service programs that promote self-expression, self-acceptance, leadership development, and healthy 
life choices. Hmm. Here's our staff. This is Nate Roten, pronouns he, him. Chief Executive Officer. This is Clay, uh, Clayton Davenport. He, him. Director of Development and Marketing. Cato Stewart. He, they. Deputy Director and Camp Director. Komesha Cunningham. She, her. Director of People and Culture. Brian Jarugai. He, him, his. Sandra Foise. She, her. Satellite Program Manager. You guys got satellites? Wallace Hudson, he, they, Crystal Hughes, she, her, Danny Logan, she, they, I mean, mm. Mm. hmm. What you need to know for parents, what you need to know about conversion therapy. Is your child questioning their sexual orientation and gender identity? We're glad you're here to learn more. It's entirely okay that you have questions or feel conflicted about your child and their sexual orientation and or gender, gender identity. You may even feel afraid about what this means for your child's future or safety. We know that you only want what's in their best interest and we're happy you're here to learn about your options. You're allowed to have questions and to feel uncomfortable over, over or overwhelmed by this new part of a child's life. That's what we're here for, to help you as you consider how to talk about this new journey and support your life. What is conversion therapy? Conversion ther therapy is a fraudulent, discredited, and dangerous practice of attempting to change a person's sexual orientation, often involving shaming, verbal abuse, blame, and sometimes techniques that are physically harmful. But gender-affirming care is different. Hmm. It has been condemned. Hmm. For community. Community trainings. Oh, let's see what their events looks like. Coming out event. save the day one in ten invites you to be part of a third annual national coming eight day celebration on wednesday october 11th 2023 and you can see all the sponsors here alpha graphics spectrum medical silicon valley bank of course join us for an event evening of coming out stories cocktails and celebration so essentially it looks like we now have LGBT middle schools because they're starting with age 11 and then eventually we'll have LGBT high schools and we'll have LGBT elementaries I guess I don't want to generalize here ladies and gentlemen and, and I don't want to I am just curious about what type of people are going to be signing up to these schools to become aides, teachers directly involved with kids that understand that these are going to be children that have possibly been hypersexualized, that are interested in sexting, that are interested in changing their genders, that are interested in 
their sexuality. Hmm. I do do wonder what kind of people are going to be lining up. I'm making any assumptions, ladies and gentlemen. What kind of people are going to be lining up to become staff, teachers, teachers' aides, right? Hmm. Well, I don't know, but it seems like once again, we have all woken up to the news that in fact, things are getting worse. And there's actually, let me see here. Um, And this is what we're talking about now. Very interesting. I'm trying to see if I can quickly find a video that I was trying to track down, but I think we all kind of know. Que está pasando here? I think we understand where this is headed to. We now have schools that are going to be solely just LGBT targeting children. The post-millennial said 14 and up, but we just went to the website and it's actually 11 and up. And it's um, things are moving fast and it's getting scary, man. It's getting scary. And it, it's apparently not enough, you know, that it's already been implemented ar across curriculum everywhere. Now we're opening up schools specifically for this, using money to encourage kids to change their sex, to encourage them like, hey, yeah, you know what? Uh, you're just confused. You don't, you don't understand what's going on. So let us explain. Let us help you. This is the way it worked for us, right? CNN, Florida. That was like this uh, family here. Check this out too. This is CNN. I want you guys to see this real quick, and then we'll we'll end it here. This is a family that lives in Florida, and they're talking about how they never thought they would have to leave the state of Florida, but because of Governor DeSantis's strict anti-trans agenda, meaning kids are not able to transition, no hormone therapy for children, et cetera, et cetera. These, there's families that now have to leave Florida. Check this out. You have to flee us. Oh, wait. I don't know. Way America is correct, ladies and gentlemen. Let me get the sound on AirPods. There we go. We just thought it would be a nice, warm place to live where we could get to beaches. I just never thought that I would have to flee a state for the good of my children. The SB 254, uh, this will permanent outlaw the mutilation of minors. <laughs> I remember Tori coming to me one time and in tears, which she doesn't normally do. And I asked her what was wrong and she said DeSantis. And like the fact that a governor would be making my kid cry, that's a messed up government. Really? The fact that a governor is making children cry? Because that's very interesting because we live under tyranny here in California. And there's a lot of tyranny coming in from many people that the governor appoints 
that is maybe not making children cry, but the fact that it is destroying our state and you're saying that that's messed up. Well, I guess welcome to the club. We're absolutely moving because of the political climate and the laws in Florida. We didn't want to move. When the Florida Board of Medicine started meeting and we realized that they were going to ban gender-affirming care for our kids, that we might need to leave because that is life-saving, essential medicine and treatment for our daughter. I was very relieved when we decided to leave. I had never really heard that much about trans people. And until I was like 11 or 12, I didn't even know trans people existed. So I was just used to being uncomfortable. I started hormone blockers pretty soon after that. Yeah, I mean, there was times before she started getting hormones and stuff that she was suicidal. But after she transitioned, she was much more outgoing, much more like comfortable with herself. We are seeing many families that are leaving. I really think if you were to ask a member of a trans family, they would tell you they go to bed at night dreaming of how to get out of the state. So that, yeah, that's the dining room right here. And then this is the living room. My hope for the McKee family is they are able to find a community that embraces them. We're lucky that we're able to get out. We're able to afford to leave. A lot of people can't, or it's going to be very difficult. I uh, feel really bad for the people that have to stay here. It's been difficult to access my hormones. I'm not honestly sure how I would continue to access care. Even if I wasn't trans, I wouldn't be comfortable here. It's just not a safe environment for queer people in general. Okay, I I wanted to pause you real quick. And I wanted to bring you back a little bit to the beginning. And I want you to listen to what this person has to say. Okay, let me see. I remember Tori coming to me. She doesn't normally do uh, government. The We didn't want a meeting. I mean, care for essential. Very relieved when we decided to leave. I had never really heard that much about trans people. and, and Okay, breaking it down. I had never really heard that much about trans people. This is the way this kid breaks it down for us. Never really heard. Trans people. And until I was like 11 or 12, I didn't even know trans people existed. Until I was 11 or 12, I had no idea that trans people existed. I would argue it is a a safe assumption that until this person was 11 or 12, they had no idea what trans was. So how could they identify, right? The argument is always that the children always know. There's something inside of them pulling at them and saying, dad, mom, I I feel like I'm in the wrong body. This kid was 11 or 12 and never heard of what trans was. Let's keep playing the video. So I was just used to being uncomfortable. I started hormone blockers pretty soon after that. I started once this kid found out what trans was. And again, I, I understand that there's editing involved. So we kind of miss that part of like, well, what do you mean by that? Do you mean that shortly after finding out what a trans was and then self-identifying shortly after that, you started hormone blockers? 
I'm going to play that whole thing without so that you can see that I'm not crazy here. Listen to this person's testimony. And we realized that they were, we might need to leave because essential medicine. I was very relieved when we decided to leave. I had never really heard that much about trans people. And until I was like 11 or 12, I didn't even know trans people existed. So I was just used to being uncomfortable. I started hormone blockers pretty soon after that. Again, it might be on CNN's end. It might be their error. But the only soundbite that we have is that this child has admitted. I don't know how old they are now. This person looks like a teenager now, maybe 16, 17. I don't know. What's so insane to me is that just in this small edit, we have admittance that this person never knew what being a trans person was. Upon learning, they self-identified and shortly after were able to access hormone therapy. It is of my belief that if you are a child and in that short amount of time period, you're already identifying, you're already on hormone therapy, then I believe it is the duty of the government to say, wait a minute, I thought we were taking years and there's got to be, there has to be preliminary measures of therapy or finding out, okay, how did we get here? Let's just say for the sake of an argument that we were just like, hey, even for adults that want to self-identify as something else, in my opinion, there should at least be a, what a, a waiting period, a one year, two year, three years. Hey, we've tried all other interventions. We are of the belief that this person really identifies this way. It's it's time to start doing hormone therapy, whatever the case might be. If that doesn't work, you escalate slowly. If that doesn't work, you escalate slowly. And then last case scenario, mutilation. You take off body parts because whatever the case might be. That's if I were a libertarian and we lived in a libertarian world because that's that's the libertarian goal, right? Is to just let every consenting adult do whatever they wish to do. That's not my case at all. I think what Governor DeSantis was, was he was right in doing this. But why is it that from going to not knowing what a trans person is, to then self-identify in such a short period of time, now you're on hormone therapy? Isn't that nuts to think about? These are life-altering medications, altercations, and interventions. And we're just allowing children to say, this is how I feel, so give it to me? And, and look, man, you know, again, I'm asking these questions because I think they're fair questions. I don't think it, there's nothing hateful to ask about that. It, 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 it kind of reminds me of Canada's, you know, uh, medically assisted and induced suicide maze or whatever the program is called. I, I forget what it's called. I truly hope that before the patient and the doctor agree that they're just going to terminate the patient, like, hey, we're just going to help you in assisted suicide, which is real, by the way, that's happening in Canada. I, I, I think it's happening elsewhere as well. That there are years of intervention of we need to help you before we come to that conclusion that you're just going to commit suicide and we're going to help you. There has to be.
It cannot just be, oh, I just found out about this. Let's do it. Whoa, buddy. What's going on? Let, let's let's figure some stuff out first. Oh, I had no idea what transgenderism was. Now I do. And now I want it. Now I demand it. And hey, guess what? There's access to it. So why wouldn't I do it? I'm not a hateful person. I don't hate anyone. I pray. What is, what is the family called? The Lecky family? The McKee family. Why did I say? Oh, it's Kelly. I I. My dyslexia said Lecky, Kelly McKee, Lecky McKee, McKee. I was way off. I'm praying for the McKee family. I can't imagine what it would be like to have a child that is so confused and that identifies as this. And, and I talked about this with the uh, on the podcast on Wednesday at the evening one with Greg Abdosh and Sonia Shaw. So like, man, we're, we're praying for these children. I, as a father, can't imagine, as a father, I can't imagine what these parents are going through in seeing this happen and seeing their child demand these things and the fact that America is allowing this. This is like the father out of Texas that lost custody to his child because the mom was a gender-affirming one. And now we have laws in California that have either passed or going to be passed that stipulates that if parents are getting divorced, the parent will go and, and the child identifies as LGBT and they want to go through surgeries and gender-affirming care, mutilation, that the parent that agrees to allow the child to transition will immediately, automatically win custody of that child. I don't know what that's like. I have three Christian children. We go to church. I couldn't imagine what that would look like. And believe it or not, I know a lot of good conservative people. No, wait, let me rephrase. I don't know a lot of good. I know of some conservative Christian people whose children have either been indoctrinated, they're single parents, they had the family structure, wasn't there, whatever the case might be, that are going through this. I've told you guys a report. I'm going to end it here shortly. I told you guys a report of the Salvadorian immigrant. I believe she's Salvadorian or Honduran, but she was a Hispanic immigrant here in California. Back in 2017, 2018, she had her daughter removed from her house by Child Protective Services because she refused to affirm the daughter. It was a broken home. Uh, the, the, the girl was depressed. She felt insecure about her looks. She saw the resources at school. She started seeing a school psychologist. So school psychologist says, Maybe you feel insecure about the way you look because maybe you're actually a man. Maybe you weren't born a woman. Maybe it's not that you're ugly. Maybe it's just you're a man. This school psychologist and the LGBT club on this college campus, not college campus, high school campus, convinced the girl that she was the other gender. Girl comes down to, to, to her mom at, at home, hard hardworking, single parent, Hispanic mom, and she says, you're, you're absolutely nuts. We're not doing this. What are you talking about? We're, we're a Catholic home. We don't believe in this stuff. It's not for us. The girl got more depressed, went to school, talked to the school psychologist. School psychologist decided the mom is not fit to take care of this kid. Call Child Protective Services. Child Protective Services physically removed the daughter from the home. She was put into the foster care system. And then the mom then had to hire legal representation to go to court to convince the judge 
that she loves her daughter and only wants the best for her. But the judge was saying, you need to affirm your daughter. The case was, if if we're going to reinstate your daughter, you have to allow her to transition. There are laws in place that protect people like your kid. And you could argue that that household, being a Catholic household, wouldn't be expected. It's not a white liberal family. Not saying that only white liberal families go through this, but there seems to be a trend. But it affects everybody, right? And imagine being this single mom saying, I don't get it. Why did this happen? And I've shared this story before, and it's devastating because putting this girl in foster child care in the foster system made things worse. And the daughter became more and more depressed, and eventually she committed suicide. All before the mom could make the case to the judge to see if she can get her daughter back. This is where we are. It could happen. And that's why we we have to push for the nuclear family. We have to push. And I have to remind you guys, guys, sit down with your kids every single day. Spend spend lunch with them. We do lunch dates. The, the kids are in summer right now. We do lunch dates every week. We go to the park. We go bicycle riding. Spend time with your kids. Remind them that you love them. Remind them who we are as Christians, who we worship, what our beliefs and our traditions are. Because... Like the saying goes, if you're not teaching them your values, someone else will be teaching them theirs. So we need to have these conversations as hard as they might be. And trust me when I tell you, ladies and gentlemen, seeing that these middle schools are going after 11-year-olds, I would argue that before 11 years old, way before 11 years old, your child, I mean, my, my, my youngest is seven. He knows we are Christian. He knows what boys are and what girls are. My son has come home from elementary and said, why do I see some friend, some, some of my friends, boys, painting their nails? And I said, well, that's the way they live their life. Some people have different haircuts. Some people, that's what they allow. That's not what we do because boys do this and girls do this. And that's just the way it is. He understood it. He's never once asked me if he can paint his nails. Never once. Because he understands it. It's already instilled in him. And you got to remember that when you pray for your children, when you pray for that, that layer of protection, God will always come through. You cannot sit there and think that the world is so perverted that you need to shield your children until they're 18 to each their own, right? And that that is what the only form of parenting is. Get them away from all this. They're going to see it on the TV. They're going to see it on ads. When they go off to college and university, it'll be their first experience and they'll question everything because you never had that conversation with them. You never taught them right from wrong. There was never an instance where they saw something and you could teach them right from wrong because you never had that discussion. So here we are shielding our children in some farm out in the middle of nowhere. And now they're going to the University of New York or the University of Georgia or wherever. And the first time ever experiencing any of this is there. They're not going to know what to think of it can't shield them there you got to get them ready for it right my children are getting ready for it i've done it with my oldest two my oldest son is 16 he's gonna be 17 he knows who we are he's been baptized he sees it visually at school and he understands that it's wrong and that that's just not the way we live i'm just saying 
James, the last comment here. Your job as a parent does not end when your child becomes an adult. You are a parent for life. That is absolutely right, brother. And then I did miss one donation. CLH just got here to see the yeehaw. Uh, let's go. Thanks for telling me about the Facebook thing. Told my whole family and friends. Have some of the funds. Thank you so much, man. $5. Thanks to everyone that donated today. I'm going to go ahead and end it here. And look, man, at the end of the day, pray, man. Pray for our nation. Now we've got LGBT-specific middle schools opening up. Very interesting. Times will get worse, but pray without ceasing, man. That, that's what we're instructed to do. All right, guys. With that, I will leave it here. 50, and we're an hour 45 in. Usually it drops off. Man, my brothers and sisters in Christ. All right, God bless you guys. You guys have a good rest of your Friday, July 28th. I hope you guys also have a splendid uh, weekend. I will see you guys back on Monday, God willing. God bless you guys. You guys have a good day. Hit that like button. Subscribe. Share. All the good things. And I'll see you.